Hello and welcome to episode 666 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Thursday, April 4th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, ready for a devilish episode of this the podcast? This would be my wife's favorite episode because <laughs> she always thinks it's funny when like we're playing gin rummy and she gets 666. Yes. Um, and uh, she, when she got 666 followers on Twitter, she like took a screen, screenshot and then she took another one and she got the 669. Oh, perfect. That is perfect. So. I had, uh, it's funny that uh, we're having this today, though, because, uh, and I know this will trigger some folks because I don't really like it either, but it, it just happened over the winter. But I had 666 unread messages in my inbox. Oh, yeah. No, that, uh, oh, that, my wife at one point when she was in the hospital giving birth uh, showed me, like, so her, not an excuse. Yeah. Like, by the way, she showed me her mess, like, the, the little red dot on her phone. You know, it shows how many emails she had, and it was like 10,000. Oh, and I, I, like, I cannot, there are no red dots on any of my apps. Like, I, dude, like, I cannot, like, if someone, like, you know, if you send me a text or a message, like, if I don't answer, like, within a day, it's because I've just decided not to for some reason. Either I forgot. But you have or, read it. I have read it because I, I yeah. cannot, like, it bothers me. I don't know why. No, it, bo- it bothers, believe me, this kills me and it's a lot of it is like just garbage too and you know if you've had your email as long as i have it just you know it starts to pile up I, and i gotta i gotta just go through and sweep it hey, uh, one and, of my emails i've had since i was uh since 1998 so how many 20 years i've had my my uh, wild and the only reason I know that is because uh, the end of it is 20,007, which always trips people up because they think, it, uh, I mean, 2007, like a year? No, it's 20,007, yeah. which was my zip code in D.C. That's crazy. So, yeah. That's no, really crazy. It's been 20, um, 20 years. Wow, it's been 20 years since I lived in D.C. Yeah, that that's the the time, dude. It really does evaporate. I know everyone says it's a little trite, but it, it really does when you think back on some things like, Damn, that happens. I kind of have one of those moments every week at trivia because uh, everyone's much younger than me. <laughs> and uh, when we do the music rounds, that they're they're like markers for trying to guess the year. If we have to do a guess the year, they're like, well, I was in uh, middle school and mm-hmm. I was in fourth period gym when this came on. I'm like, I was at a party in college. <laughs> well, there, there's someone listening to this podcast. Probably a couple people listening to this podcast. Going, oh my god, twenty years? That's older than me. These yeah, they're like, shut guys. up, grandpas, oh. give us the baseball. Oh. So let's do it. Let's give let's give them the baseball. Let's actually do a little DFS recap to do, start. Do we, have to? we do have to. Uh we have to start with the sleeper in the bus, the the first one of our weekly uh, you know, for the most part, we might have a, a week off here and there if, uh, you know, vacations come up or something to that degree. Although you and I don't really take vacations. We're out here, we're out here grinding. Yeah. But um yeah, so we did our first one. We're gonna post it. Uh, I think you you put it in the road write up, right? I imagine that. No, no. I oh, didn't. I thought but I thought that... that's why you wanted the link. Okay. No, okay. I, I put it in the Facebook group. I really should. Oh, yeah, put right. it in the road write up. Okay, so uh, put it in there from now on. Yeah. Put it in the Facebook group, and we post it on Twitter. It's gonna be like usually like a fifty spotter. We we got that easy though. We might be able to do seventy five. I'm always cautious because there's nothing worse than doing like a fifty mm-hmm. and forty four people join and that's it. And you get nothing. 
They just don't, if it doesn't make, you get nothing. And I hate that. They've done it now for smaller. If you're 20 and under, if you, if you get fewer, it resizes. But for some reason on the bigger ones, it's either 50, you know, either fill it or bust, but we filled it pretty easily. So maybe we'll bounce it up. Uh, S C E 3711 won it in a route. 145.25. Was it really a route? Because... 15 points clear of John J. Irving. I mean, third place should have won it. Third place should have won it. Ogen XO, my girlfriend, kicking herself. She could have routed by literally 20 Mm -hmm. if she had taken Blake Snell instead of Verlander. And uh, so what she did, she made her lineup. I said, make your lineup on your own. We'll review it. I'll I'll give you some, some tips or whatever. And so she had Scherzer in with Harper. And I said, well, they're facing each other. And to her credit, by the way, she understood right away why that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like undercutting yourself. I didn't even have to explain like, you know, if he hits a home run, it's going to be probably off of your guy or whatever, or, or could be not probably. And so she took him out and, uh, she went to replace and I was like, you know, pick who you want to replace. And we like, we like briefly mentioned Blake who we do know from Twitch. So she like, you know, she likes Blake. She knows him and she took Verlander. And it was probably partly my fault because he's he's one of he's one of my favorite players. Did you explain and, to her that Verlander is taken? <laughs> <laughs> like well, she, I, she doesn't know, get to keep him. Yeah, you don't get to keep. Well, uh, her line when because he put he posted it. I was like, you know, he's facing Texas, so that's a good pick. And I didn't try to dissuade her. I didn't want to say, well, maybe you should take Blake or anything like that. I just she decided on Verlander, so I said, good, take it. He's facing Texas. He should do well. Excellent. Good good job. Texas Leave everything else in the state. Actually not bad. They've been playing so well, by the way. I said but that I figure, you know, earlier in this or when in draft season. Their offense isn't bad. Yep. It's the rest of it. It's not. But no, they, I thought you, JP Mike would Meyer. handle it. And uh he was he was bad. I mean, three points. That's that's terrible. And <laughs> she was like, Was he just thinking about Kate Upton the whole time? Does he know <laughs> that they're married? He can go back and you know you know, be with her after the game. Can he not just focus? So she was <laughs> heated so for those that aren't familiar with how tuesday went jv put up three mm-hmm. blake puts up 43.95 it's a 40 point difference and jen still finished third with 127.9 so if she just makes that switch she goes 40 she gets 40 she points and she's monster, clear of the winner well it wasn't even a monster lineup like i'm looking at it it was uh, it was four she, monsters and then everyone else. Yeah. But she did get points from everyone. So that's always yes. nice when you don't get Which any Which I zero. did not. I had Trey Turner, so I was in trouble. I moneyed. I, I moneyed an eighth um, at one point. So she freaks out, by the way, watching her go through the stages of DFS and and how you you know are annoyed at 6.30, 30 minutes into the games about why isn't this guy doing this? Oh, I'm in last. I suck. Was great. But she was comforted around seven something. She's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not doing that well, but I'm beating J- Justin, so I'm basically still winning." <laughs> Everybody beat me. I yeah. I feel bad for the people that read my fantasy alarm column, and like, because like, way to go. I'm Yancey not got I'm, murdered by you. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not one of those people that like like recommends plays when I do uh, my column, and then like goes and does something else. Like no yeah, joke, like the, the one, uh, the optimal lineup or, or or example lineup that I submitted for fan- that went on fantasy alarm that day, I used that exact lineup in this. Uh, so I'm sorry. We if, put if, we put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, man. I mean that's uh, that, like, and I, I, most people do that. By the way, this that's not like some shade of like 
there's people out there. I just know there's other people who there there I've never seen it, but I know there's people who say that there are are industry people that don't uh, don't put their money where their mouth is. Oh yeah, if I but, if I'm recommending something, you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do the same thing. Like I'm giving the the tip that I'm going to take. So I, I money despite a combined three from Turner, Jay Bruce, and JD Martinez, and it was all three oh, wow. on JD Martinez. Yeah, see, I made the mistake of stacking against Shelby Miller and against Andrew Kashner. And and that did, that did not work. Those two uh, offenses, by the way, Houston. And now, Toronto's offense not being great is like not a major shock, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of surprising against Kashner. But Houston's offense, my goodness. Yeah, you had yeah. Smoke, Altuve, Correa. Uh, you also did have... Um, J.D. Martinez as well, and he only gave me three, so he yeah. was supposed to be your carrier. Zero you know, from he, Billy McKinney. Uh, oh, yeah, there's McKinney for Toronto as well. Yeah, Kashner twirls a gem. This is not what you ever want to see in your uh, in your DFS. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six. Six of your hitters were involved in 2-1 or 1-0 games. Well, and I only had one player, uh, Hyunjin uh, Ryu, who scored double-digit points. That's rough. Like That's that, rough. like that was that was brutal. So it won't happen very often because I, I play a lot of DFS. But yeah, at least I beat Yancey, which is you, you beat Yancey, which is great. Suck who, at Yancey, who, who also only had one player get double digit points, Kiki Hernandez. Uh, but he had Jose Urena and Justin Verlander, who had Ooh. a combined five point two points. That is rough. I'm actually impressed that Urena. Uh, had had points to be honest. So Yancey get... the other day said, because uh, uh, he he was he was really happy that Rotowire gave him a shout out, um, and I was like, I give you shout outs all the time. He goes, I I deserve your shout outs, um, or I demand it. Or something <laughs> well, there's like. your shout out. So here's there's your, your shout out, Yancey. There's you your episode at DFS. You got murked. But anyway, um, Chief in Winston Wolf, once the guy Hawkins party, myself, Dave Duncan, those the money finishers thank you guys so much for playing again mm-hmm. every uh tuesday we're going to post this early morning you'll be able to find it in the rotor write-up on twitter in the facebook group jump in it's going to be a five dollar on DraftKings, and uh it should be a lot of fun because i i enjoyed Snell following scored almost 44 points that's why i had him i had him and marco Ugh. gonzalez they they carried my team because my offense was was fine but no snell no money in that day it was just for, yeah. Pretty much, unless you just really went with offense somewhere, which I don't even know where the offense was because I didn't have it. But anyway, I'd like enough, to point out uh, that Blake Snell almost outscored Yancey. <laughs> which is great because he's a Rays fan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Snell. So I'm sure he's Way very happy about that. Guy. There's your consolation prize. Is your, your, your boy outscored your entire team almost. <laughs> 43.95 to 52 dude. That's sick. Suck it, Yancey. All right. <laughs> Part of the reason that my, my day uh, didn't go quite as well as it could have was I had Trey Turner, and that was the day he broke his finger on a bunt. And, yes, we can do the whole never bunt. and, and Never bunt. Be, Seriously. Be, yeah, I'm on that. It. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, you know, those who have him on their team, they're not trying to hear that right now. They got to figure things out. It is a broken finger. It's going to be out. I'm thinking, what is it, like four to six is the timetable? I hadn't seen an updated timetable, so let me let me see what I can. Yeah, let's see what we can find here. Uh, yeah, I got no timetable still. Even, I think even they as, need yes, to make sure it was a non-displaced fracture, which means that the it didn't have to be reset, which is usually okay. a good sign. 
but I think they were going to do an MRI, which would double check to make sure there isn't any uh, any ligament or tendon damage, because uh, that would obviously require some sort of surgery uh, yes. and, um, and and have a longer timetable. I think right now we're probably, as long as nothing else pops up, probably four to six weeks. Four to six feels like the right time. And, and ending anything else regarding Trey Turner, pardon me for not having my phone off there. Um, so I know I'm usually so good about it too. Um, but yeah, so that's Trey Turner gets hurt. That's a huge, huge, huge bummer. Of course, the immediate backfill on the team is Wilmer Defoe. I really think he's only an NL, NL only, only situation. Yeah. yeah. Defoe's at least see- fast. I mean, yeah, so you could maybe get some of those bags back. He does have 10 in each of the last two seasons for Wilmer Defoe. Everyone's hoping on Carter Keyboom. This could be one of those things where his defense all of a sudden gets better at the three-week mark. Uh, I don't know. Talking to some prospect guys, I guess the defense isn't very – because I, I kind of – I like jokingly quote tweeted one of the beat writers like, oh, I wonder if his defense will really improve in the next two weeks. Okay, uh, and it might not. So, yeah, supposedly the defense is actually kind of bad, and they had been kind of toying with him at second base anyways. Uh, and then uh, that some people think the bat is ready. Some people don't. So he didn't blow double A away last year. So uh, I, I don't think he's going to be up. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a solution, at least until summer. So don't don't go wild on, on Carter Keyboom. If you're in a situation... You can maybe stash, but it's a it, it's got to be a situation where you're really not, um, you know, keeping guys way too or, or ahead of guys who are playing right now. Like it, I can't even really think of a great scenario where I would want to do it. Maybe something if you guys just have wild reserve rosters that, or maybe an NA slot and you didn't have anybody. And if you put Carter Keyboom in that, an NA yeah. slot is basically a, a prospect. But other than that, I'm just not really seeing it right now. I know that being first could be cool if he came up because then you wouldn't have to pay the big fab. For me, I'd rather have the roster spot and then just pay the fab if I'm really interested in Keyboom if, in fact, he does come up. So let's talk some backfills um, that could be available on wires. Let's go shallow first. So we're looking at you know 8 to 10 teamers, maybe 12 teamers, depending. Go take a look. I've got Jorge Polanco and Cattell Marte. Who do you like most uh, between those two, Polanco and Marte? Both kind of that power speed type. They don't have the transcendent speed of a uh, Trey Turner. Marte kind of does, but he doesn't use it. He just, he just, I mean, he does have two stolen bases already this year, which is meaningful because he had six all of last year and he played 153 games, Justin. Like, can he finally use his speed and can tell Marte actually be like a full breakout? So who, who do you like better between the two and why? Hmm, I think I like Marte a little bit better, especially in shallower formats. Okay. Just because I think the ups, the overall upside is greater. And I, I think even if, even if uh, Polanco like hits, you know, kind of the upper end of his, uh, of his ceiling, we're looking at a guy that's what, like a 2015 guy. Yeah. Whereas Marte is a guy like if he actually ran, oh man, he could be he could steal forty. I think. Yep. Uh, you know the problem becomes what's the chance that he gets there because he they're batting him sixth right now. Uh, before the Souza injury, he didn't even have a full time gig. 
So, exactly. Well, he was going to be maybe be bouncing between he was going to be the like outfield a super utility. Yeah, and and, and infield he's spots. He's 89th for Marte. percentile in sprint speed. Like he's that's what I'm saying. He's wheels. got the wheels to be a monster. So I think yeah, I think I would take the upside play of of Marte and hope that if he continues to hit because he's hitting well right now. Uh, he's hitting 290. He's, he's got the uh, he's got the excellent average that's higher than the OBP. Mm-hmm. He's got a 290 average, which is always awesome. OBP. But you know, he's not striking out, which he he's done before. Yep. He's he's walked at double digit rates pretty much the last two years at the majors. So you got to think that that will come around. He's just being aggressive right now. Uh, so I think he could be th- the monster of the two. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Marte. Yeah, I think I will go with Marte over Polanco as well um, because I do believe, like I said, what, or as you highlighted with the sprint speed metric there, he's got the speed to really possibly fill in that transcendent speed that you just lost from Trey Turner. So I think I definitely want to go that route. Or at uh, least give you enough in the meantime because like someone was talking to me about like – uh, though I thought it was it was a silly conversation to begin with because they're like tenth in the overall in uh, the online championship and they're like well there goes my online championship I'm like well first of all if you really thought that being tenth in the overall right now means anything <laughs> then You're adorable yeah you you were being super naive uh, but second uh, I mean, we've seen Trey Turner miss time and still come back and steal a ton of bags. So like, exactly. Just because Trey Turner is hurt doesn't mean you won't still get, you know, thirty stolen bases from him. You're just probably not going to get the the dream season. I mean, he stole forty six in ninety eight games in two thousand seventeen. So I mean, that's that's on the he stole thirty three in seventy three games in two thousand sixteen. So like, he has the ability to still steal you, like more than the the amount you need to make up for where he was drafted. So like, don't exactly like hope ho- as long. Let's just hope like there's no setback. We don't want this to be like a Francisco Lindor thing where we're like, Oh, we might get him close to opening today. And now we're having to wait three, you know, or four more weeks. Exactly. It could, it could end up just being a, a month to six weeks with Turner. And then he comes back and you're still going to be able to get a lot, you know, his best season right now is like a 97 gamer. You know, like you were saying, he doesn't he doesn't need the entire season to really go off. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of what he's able to do as a power speed sort of guy. So, uh, all right, let's move on to the the, the more medium leagues where, where these guys could <laughs> I be hate, available. I hate you so much. <laughs> I did this on purpose. <laughs> so, Hampson, who Justin loves, mm-hmm. and then there's Danny Swanson. Justin isn't quite nearly as fond of. <laughs> so uh, let's start. I obviously know who you like, but I'm going to give the stats. Hampson is, you know, if you ever don't don't rejoice when guys get hurt. I know you say that you, you do. You don't care. You love when rooting for guys to get hurt. When I, it, I'm not uh, rooting for it, but I'm like I'm not going to pretend like it. It doesn't benefit me. Well, I don't. I don't pretend it doesn't benefit me, but I don't cheer it or anything like that. But anyway, Daniel Murphy getting hurt seemed to open the path. For Garrett Hampson and then Mark F. and Reynolds, as he'll now forever be known on this podcast, uh, you know, entered the fray and apparently he's the guy. So, you know, we're on a one for 17 with Hampson right now. It's not looking great, 
but he's still, you talk about transcendent speed. He's got that top of the scale speed as well. He's still 36, 38 last year if you add in his, his uh, 48 major league plate appearances, but 36 in 504 at, at double and triple A combined, 51 the year before that, and 36 the year before that with great rates too. Uh, so Hampson could be the game changer. Problem is when you put him in right now, you're not getting a whole lot of, of playing time, although you wouldn't be with Trey Turner either. <laughs> I know that's not the <laughs> right way to look at it, but um, so yeah, you got Hampson who's probably available, probably getting cut in some leagues. Then you have Dansby Swanson, who I know you don't like, but I have to acknowledge that he is beasting right now. 286, 421, 786 with a couple homers. Um, it's a nothing 19 plate appearance sample. He could be hitting <laughs> Just stop 230 <laughs> so quickly. But uh, is this the breakout year for Dansby Swanson that you've been go waiting to hell? For? Just you, <laughs> episode six sixty six. You go to hell. Like, Who just... would you prefer between Garrett Hampson and Dansby Swanson? The people need to know. This is such a stupid question. Like, it's just, <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but you know what? I'd be lying if I said that like you weren't the only person to troll me on Dansby Swanson. Like, yeah. dude, it, you take away yesterday and he'd been awful. Uh, you know, except, <laughs> know. Like, so, like but, that's where we're still at for like but, another week plus too. Like you, a game changes, flips numbers so much still. Yeah. So like, no, I don't want Dansby Swanson. And like the people who are still trolling me every time Dansby Swanson does anything. Like I already won that. Like, can, can we just let this one go? He was yeah, awful, awful yeah. two years in a row. And like, I already won that, like that discussion. Uh, like this is why he was. Uh, let's see, his ADP. Because well, now he's upside. Four ninety two. Yeah, even if he did, even if Dansby Swanson did go off, mm-hmm. your argument was like, don't pay for him. Now, yeah. if you got him and he did well for you, that's fine. Like, okay, cool. You 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 got a benefit there because he was so bad for two years. I think even in you know. Uh, actually, I doubt it. Yeah, I was going to say maybe there was even a scenario where you would take him if it was late enough, but I think on principle alone, you wouldn't. No, I mean, because uh, by the time it even gets, like, by late enough, he was going at, like, pick 500. <laughs> like, how deep of a league are you in? Yeah. Like, in the, in, you know what the it. crazy part is? He was going at pick 500, and there's still guys going after him I like more. <laughs> Orlando Arcia going, going, going pick 504. Yeah, yeah let, me, let, me, let me cop that Arcia share instead, please. Thank you. And I mean, obviously, if you took Dansby Swanson at pick 500, you missed out on Tim Beckham at 520. Boom. Way to go, idiots. Um, okay, so you're still going to go with Hampson here. Yeah, of course um, I am. I mean, the, you know, that's honestly, the upside. That could work so – it really could work so mm-hmm. well. Trey Turner thing – because he could p- pretty much replicate what you're Are hoping to get. Are people actually dropping Hampson? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. In, in the league type that we're talking, we're talking. This is a ten to twelve sort of deal that we're talking that he's going to be available. We're going to get to the deep league options in a second, and they're not really plentiful. But yeah, I trust me, they are. I'm going trust. To an, I'm going to an ESPN league and seeing what. Uh what his ownership rate is at. That, that yeah, that's what I was pulling roster rates from from ESPN to try to gauge you know who might be available and, I and what sort not of go to my NL only league uh because well it'll give you I think it'll give you the the grand scale it's I think he's I think he's around uh oh, I'm sorry I, I went to my AL only league because I'm an idiot um sorry 
Uh, I've got him in my NL only. I think he's under 30%. Yeah, wow. he's at he's 15%. 14.9% owned. I'm telling you, SPM 10 and 12 teamers. Garrett Hampson wow. is available. Okay, yeah, go get him. Okay, so that, there's, there's your option there. Now, Deep League gets dicey. And um, as far as, like, shortstop, I really only had one. I guess we can uh, – you know, I'll add another one here because you actually just mentioned it, so I'll do that. We'll go Nick Ahmed or Orlando Arcia. Give me Arcia. Yeah. Yeah, the three-run homer, was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember exactly when it was. Yeah, I think think he hit one. He's got a little bit of pop. He's obviously not going to replace what you had in Turner, but he's got a little bit of pop. He's got some speed. He plays a premium defense, so he should be in most days, uh, even if he struggles a little bit, as long as he doesn't struggle the way he did last year. Yeah. he he should play uh, every day. So, uh, yeah, give me give me Orlando Arcia. So I'm with you on that. We've we've been Orlando Arcia backer, hoping that he can get it going. By the way, I've agreed with you all the way. Uh, Marte, Hampson, and Arcia. Uh, now let's talk about if you have flexibility, which we did preach all winter. So hopefully you tried to get, build some flexibility into your lineup, and maybe you got like an Asdrubal Cabrera that you're moving around, and you got you know some other guys here that you can go from. Uh, infield to outfield, and all of a sudden you got some any, any spot open or something. If you're just trying to replace the steals, and this is more of a deep league, I didn't I didn't go shallow, medium, deep on this, but just steals because there's not usually a whole lot of steals guys available anyway. So it's pretty much only going to be deep. Eduardo Nunez or Delano de Shields? Mm, I think I go de Shields. But I'm very interested in grabbing, you know, a few shares of of Nunez here and there because I think Nunez was slept on, and I I definitely contributed to it by not really. I kept looking, and and you know, eh, nah, I don't care, I don't care, and and never really brought him up on the show. He or anything. hasn't stolen a lot since the Red Sox acquired. Him. That's. That was the thing, but I thought maybe volume alone would do it. Because I mean, do we really think Pedroia is going to come back and do anything? He'll play is the problem. That's the problem too. But but I mean, by do anything, I do kind of mean like stay healthy. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, I don't think you're betting on him, but uh, to stay healthy. But aren't they running a platoon with him in Holt? Brock Holt. Um, perhaps they are. So but you're not getting full time. Fill in like everywhere. Also, he, is. he he what can play second, he can play third. He and Brockhold, I guess, to be fair though, because they can both kind of do anything. So yeah, it's not a great volume. So you're gonna go to Shields because he's the starting center fielder and he's just gonna be playing I mean, in what you tabbed every day. Nunez and you tabbed as a every... solid lineup. Yeah. Oh, Nunez has played every day. Excuse yeah, me, I thought yeah, you were saying sorry, just Nunez Shields. has played every day. He's since uh like he has not had a day off since oh, he is full time. So go. he's not well. Okay, no, a couple of them were pinch hit uh, games. Okay, okay. So he's had two days off, but he pinch hit in both of those and caught a steal in one of them. Uh, they're letting him run, which for me is interesting. I don't think that um, uh, Ahmed has – or oh, DeShields. we're talking about DeShields. No, DeShields has a regular job, and we're still going to take DeShields. But Nunez is interesting. One of the interesting things about their division – that division actually does have a good number of lefty starters in nine, but three of them are on his own team. So there's only six that he would face regularly. None are on Baltimore, three on the Yankees, although I did this before the season, and who knows if they've 
died like half the rest of the team, two in Tampa Bay and one in Toronto. So keep an eye on that for Eduardo Nunez because uh, he's going to get more of the share against lefties. As far as the Shields, you know, he was the big draft darling last year. It flopped. Uh, he did kind of fall by the wayside this year. He really didn't get pushed up mm-hmm. uh, to a degree that that was unaffordable. If you really, if you really wanted to believe in him again, you could jump back in at a fair price. He is batting ninth, but he is the starting center fielder there. He should run. And like I said, you tab this as a solid lineup. Mm-hmm. And so far, you're looking sharp on that. And I don't know that it's really going to change much. Yeah, well, yeah, we're a week in. This, guys, well, quick reminder. Today is literally a week. Mm-hmm. Literally the first week. So some of the panic and everything, I understand that when you check stats every day, it can be so frustrating to be at the bottom. Speaking of which, did you see uh- – I don't know if you ever saw this. Did you see the 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 draft from the main event that Scott Jensad posted? Mm-hmm. Where the dude took Hunter Strickland in the fourth round? Yes. Is he winning? He is in first place in the overall. <laughs> like that is Get out of here. $1,700 screenshot right there is what that was. He, he, he spent $1,700 so you could get a screenshot get of him in first place. You know, at, in the overall. But that's isn't that that's, awesome? He's been in, he's been in first amazing. overall for the last two days. That's amazing. That is so freaking funny. It's, uh, yeah, that 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 team was absolutely wild. Um, because he took like Ryan Healy in the ninth or tenth round. Yeah, and, Beckham yeah. way too early. Like, was uh, just it was just rough. It was beautiful. What was? Weren't you in? Was it you that was in a league where someone took like Julio Tehran in the first round or something? No, uh, one of my writers, uh, Greg uh, Blankenship. Um, he was in a, I think he was in a league where the guy had like put a bunch of his sleepers in his queue, but then showed up late to the draft. And so he, he missed his first pick and got Julio Tehran, um, as, uh, and so like, if you sort, I'm pretty sure if you sort, uh, oh yeah, you can find it. He's going to be the min. He's going to be the min pick. Um, I'm, tell I'm me, looking tell right me, there's now. a min of two on Julio Tehran, and I'm going. I, I want to say it's like nine. Or um, yeah, not not two, but yeah, like a see, like a Tehran. crazy early pick. So you got to find him first. Yeah, min pick of eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna skew the old ADP. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many spots alone that well, moved him. Well, for up. all for all drafts, he uh yeah he's at um two seventy eight. So was that in if, an online? So, yeah, so if I sort it by online where I believe it was – oh, you know what? It may have been a qualifier, so I don't know if it okay uh, if it counts, but – Satellite, perhaps? Let me see. We'll find it. We'll find it on Tehran because this is this is a funny yeah, gag. It didn't, it didn't change in there. So, uh, yeah, satellite. That's, is, that's what it's going to oh be. Oh, my God, dude. That is – you, you come to see that and you probably just your, – your heart sinks. Oh, it like, didn't change why? it very much. So, Why do I have Tehran? There's so many of them. So, <laughs> but still, that's oh no, but it doesn't say min pick there of eleven. So I don't, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I guess it's just in season <laughs> or uh, or just the. Uh, uh, it's just funny to see you know min pick of eleven on a guy Amazing. that low, on a guy that low. You like you feel for him. Like I hope he wins the league because then he can be like, yeah. I am so much better than you guys that I gave away my first round pick virtually. And yeah. still won the league, and and won and won the league. Like seriously, like because I mean he's he not did... going to because he ended up taking two more starting pitchers in his first four picks, which is like like a mistake. 
because now you're not starting your offense until pretty much the fifth round. Yeah, I don't think that you can that you can approach it that way. I think you have to say that this is one of my starting pitchers and I need him to be an ace. Uh, you just have to ride it out with Julio. Ter- yeah. And I've been like a pro Julio Tehran guy in the past, but never that pro. Jeez. <laughs> That is fierce. Uh, if, if, if I had, did have just like money to burn, like if I won the Powerball or something like that, I might just jump into a league and just like set the min picks on just, just random, do some ra- randomly stupid guys. Garrett like, Hampson min pick of thirty two or something. Chris Stratton, you know, third overall. Uh, just like, just to challenge yourself. No, just to, just to, just to make people laugh when they look at the ADPs, like. Because how much fun are we having right now just talking about this one pick? Like, we yeah, weren't even uh, in that draft. I, I, it, it is it is kind of excellent. But uh, <laughs> we do we do have to move on. Uh, so that's Trey Turner. Hopefully you guys can uh, can get that replaced. It should – ideally it shouldn't be too long. And I don't know that when he comes back it, sh- it should impact him that much, obviously, if he's still sore with the broken finger. Uh, you know, there could be maybe some gripping the bat stuff a little bit. But it shouldn't – you could almost spin it that if it saps some power but doesn't sap his ability to get base hits, then Trey Turner could knock more singles Maybe and get more, more. steals. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, walk more. So we could spin that as a positive. So just sit tight. I know it sucks. It's so devastating when you lose your speed demon because you put so much on them. And, and whoever has Trey Turner probably didn't get a whole lot of other speed if that's, you know. Because you don't usually do that when you get when you get somebody that good. So sit tight; it's going to be okay. That being said, unless you're like in a super like a 15 team league or deeper, there are these guys out on the waiver wire that can be, uh, you know, guys who can make up for that. So you can get covered. You can get covered. And even in even in 15 team leagues, like I picked up Gerard Dyson in the main event. Like you know, there are guys who they may not they may hurt you in other places, but that you can make up that speed component. Because that's the main component that you're worried about is, is falling back uh, behind in speed. So my beloved Tigers are an amazing franchise. They're a powerhouse team, four and three. Watch out, Twins. We're coming for you. Watch out, World Series. We're going to make it this year probably uh, and sweep it. We'll probably sweep it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Our pitching is so elite. I'm obviously kidding. Our team <laughs> sucks so bad, but our pitching has been pretty interesting. One of the things that I had a little trepidation with, I liked both Matthew Boyd and Mike Michael Fulton. Uh, before Fulmer's injury. But the reason I peeled back and I mentioned it on the show was that corner defense, not just with Castellanos, but also Christian and Stewart, could be so atrocious that these guys could be turning outs into doubles. Yeah. Not like, it, which is, you know, that's so brutal. You go from getting the guy out to having somebody in scoring position. That's, that's the kind of defense that they play. Mm-hmm. If you just strike everybody out, yeah. They can't hurt you. Mm-hmm. And 23 strikeouts in an 11, 11 and a third innings for Matty Boyd, including 13 against the very hobbled ball club in New York. But you know what? I'm not going to do the old like, triple-A lineup thing because there's no triple-A lineup with Aaron Judge. Still better than the Giants. Glaber Torres. Yeah, it's still better than the, his own team like by a landslide. So spare me the triple-A lineup stuff there because I, I, I don't think that's fair to Boyd. It's definitely not the Yankees proper. It's not what they want. But uh, if DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Luke Voigt, Sanchez, Torres, Bird, Frazier, Tulo, uh, and Talkman was in AAA, they'd win. How many games are there in AAA? 140? They'd, they'd win, win at least 10. What? <laughs> I said Did you say they'd win at least 10? Yeah. yeah. They'd win 110 at least. <laughs> they, they'd, it'd be amazing. So 
Matthew Boyd now two great starts, the big strikeout stuff. Have you made any value changement, uh, changes on him? And is it somebody that maybe you'd look to to acquire? Because he's, he's still out there in some uh, shallower league, like eight, ten teamers uh, on the wire because people didn't want to buy in at Toronto because Toronto sucks so bad and they weren't really trying to get – or if they did, some people I, – I had a couple people say, cut him after the Toronto start because I didn't want to send him out in in Yankee Stadium which I understand, but then he beasted. So 10 and 13 strikeouts in his first two starts for Matthew Boyd. Assess, what are you doing with it? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I am i don't play in leagues shallow enough for the most part where he was available. For availability, so, yeah. Uh, I think I play in one 12-team mixed league, and, uh, and I didn't put a claim on him. So I don't think I'm doing much, and I'm not – a, we've talked about this before that I, I'm not really a reactionary uh, kind of player, especially um, a weekend. You're not going to be the guy who's mm-hmm. like, well, now Boyd is my 38th pitcher. But the beauty of um, one of my gigs at uh, Fantasy Alarm uh, is I'm doing a top 75 pitchers every week, so I can actually go oh, and see where it's I. Interesting that you're doing that. Boyd. I. I think somebody uh, might be doing something similar at Fangraphs starting next week. I don't uh, know who that could be. I had him at pitcher 68th, but that was before the Yankees. Oh, started. it was almost so nice. Yes, Colin McHugh is my 69th pitcher. So, so okay. Yeah, he goes. He beasts 13 so punches. He, he's probably up. Uh, 10 spots? Yeah, 10 spots, I think. I have him right behind Pablo Lopez and right in front of Colin McHugh. Okay. Okay. So, and I think I can make the argument uh, that after that Yankee start, I move him. I start moving it up further uh, into the top six, fifty to sixty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think I think fifty. I still think there's gonna be some heartache with that defense yes, behind with that defense. him. Because you can't uh, strike out everyone, and the offense, the lack of mm-hmm. support, you're mm-hmm. going to get some some quality starts that that uh, don't pull the win because we're te- we're terrible, dude. Junis is cutting him up today. He's already got five punches. I mean, it's actually two to two. I shouldn't say you know he's not completely shutting him down because they got a couple runs early, but five strikeouts already in four innings. He and Turnbull have eleven combined strikeouts. Uh, it's cold in Detroit for the opener, and so there's a lot of swing and miss going right now. And I mean, if you, I know you watched it, but maybe the the listeners haven't. If you watch that Toronto series, he was carving up Toronto, and mm-hmm. then that defense got him in trouble and cost yep. him some of those runs. It was exactly what I feared. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could it couldn't have played out better. It, it was like he pitched ended well. his day early. So mm-hmm. uh if you were in a quality start league, you were cruising and you love the the ten strikeouts, but you ended up for the day getting a four point five ERA and not getting a quality start because his defense blew it for him. And I just I, I feel like that could happen quite a bit. That being said, I, I want to bet on the skills, and so if I do see him on a waiver wire somewhere, uh, and you, you know what kills me is I'm, I'm in a dynasty league, and I think we talked about this dynasty league last year, where like I had this amazing pitching staff, uh, and then all of a sudden in like you know mid season it all died. Like I had McCullers and Garrett Richards and yeah, um, and a bunch of other guys that you know I think Paxton got hurt and uh, and uh, I had Matt Boyd on that team and cut him 
<laughs> because my pitching staff was so deep. You're like, I don't need this. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm looking great. So, uh, but yeah, so Matthew Bull is definitely somebody that you can consider. And I, and I did mention, I know a lot of our listeners do play in deeper leagues, and they're probably like, dude, he's not available. He's got 23 strikeouts. He's 23% in ESPN leagues. He's available in shallower leagues. Well, and, here's so, this, and here's the thing. We talked about this thing briefly on the last uh, podcast is sometimes it's okay to sell low. Sometimes it's okay to buy high, too. Because True. I think right now, if you went to the Matthew Boyd owner, they would be trying to sell high on him. And mm-hmm. if you think that this is sustainable, or if you think that, like, you know, if you know you can get him for a top 60 pitcher, or the equivalent you know value of a top 60 pitcher, and they think that that is an improvement on where they drafted him, and he's only going to go down from here then you can go make that move. Now, don't go give him, like, a top 15 outfielder or something like that for him. But Yeah, don't... don't uh, like, go don't check in sure. with the Matthew Boyd owner. Maybe they want to... Maybe they think the bottom's going to come out and uh, and, and they, they're willing to give him away for what 75% of his actual value is right now. What if... Let's see here. Oh, by the way, I like to just quickly mention he has Cleveland next time out, and they're another brutal offense. This could definitely continue for Matthew Boyd with regards to the strikeouts. That that offense is atrocious. So he's got yet another uh, strong lineup or, or strong matchup coming up because it's a poor lineup. Okay, here's one: Matt Strom or Matthew Boyd. Oh man, that's that's jacked up. Uh oh well I can go to my handy dandy <laughs> yeah let's see where you're at um and say that I had Strom at seventy five or seventy four oh so you so, already had him okay um so that was before the New York start but I think it was after Strom's, Strom's first start brutal start <laughs> um, okay so yeah uh, or actually no maybe it wasn't I think Strom started later that day after posting so uh yeah no I I had already moved Boyd ahead of Strom. Would you offer up, say, an injured guy who was definitely ranked higher, like a Rich Hill or Andrew Heaney, for Boyd? And then, if you would offer it up, would you would what, what would you do about? It? Would you maybe take Rich it Hill, as well? I definitely like, would. You would offer Rich Hill up and and try to get Boyd. And yeah, take Boyd. Okay. Because I'm I'm Heaney's a hard one for me because I've always been so high on Heaney. Yeah, and I, I really I, want I to see to how this next again. seven to ten days because they they did the quarter zone shot. Uh, I I I dropped Andrew Heaney though in a number of leagues. So, like, if you need that spot, yes, then I would because like okay. I I dropped him in uh, wasn't the main event, but it was one of my NFBC leagues. Uh, it, it, it might have been my uh uh the the online championship. Uh, I dropped okay. him there. So yeah, I if if you need that spot especially, uh, then yeah, for sure I would trade Heaney. All right, so uh, that's Matthew Boyd for the Tigers. Pitching well, gets another uh, quality outing potentially. Next time out at uh, Cleveland or home? Let me see. I believe that's home against Cleveland. It is home against Cleveland. Uh, next up, we got a couple of little injury notes here. One definitely looks terrible. Uh, I'm almost certain he's going to go on the IL, and the other little bit of a, a TBD situation. Marcelo Zuna is going to go for an MRI uh, on his side. Uh, potential intercostal strain situation. Oh, those are the worst. 
those linger. Those those can be bad, man. This is not good. Obviously, we had the shoulder concerns last year. That really sort of sapped his power for a good part of the season. And then late, he looked healthy and uh, and and went off actually, and really rallied to get twenty three eighty eight with a two eighty average to finish the season. So it ended up looking like a pretty solid campaign if you if you kind of just looked at the bottom line or or even just followed him in the last couple months. Off to a slow start right now and being hampered by this. Where are you at right now on Ozuna with regards to what this could potentially be? Because we know how badly these can linger. Mm, I'm pretty low on him, considering I was. I think I was. I was like at or below ADP in terms of where I was willing to take him. I had no Ozuna shares. Okay. The shoulder issues really bothered me, uh, and I was just afraid of them reoccurring. So, understandably on a on a power guy mm-hmm. like i mean that no one's well, gonna blame like he you could for that. not throw in from the outfield at times yeah he was like uh he was like smalls on yeah it was uh, it was like me trying to running throw. it in yeah like i it would be like if i played left field for the giants and while i'd out hit the left fielder there uh, I, I probably could not out throw him so <laughs> love it i love it <laughs> yeah i'm talking about you connor joe kind of name is that uh, <laughs> two first name habit. Yeah, no, I'm concerned. Uh, I I haven't read too much about, uh, or we're waiting on the MRI results. We're coming today. So I believe so. Yes. Ugh. I mean, obviously you're waiting to kind of see, but if, if they say that he's going to be out for what six to eight weeks. Oh it, God, that would be at least. Um. That I mean, would be tough. Would you rather have him or Nomar Mansara? Nomar, man, my boy's got two homers. Baby boy coming home. Okay, Thirty one hundred. Come go, on. I'll go lower than um Corey Dickerson. If it's a six to eight week situation, I think I'm gonna go Dickerson over Ozuna. Because again, when he comes back, what are we gonna get? These these sides, these intercostals, I I really struggle with them for pitchers. But they're no good for hitters, uh, especially a power hitter. So yeah, they're this, so easy th- to reoccur and exactly. and, and re-injure when you're working your way back. So that to me is the biggest issue. So I'm, yeah, yeah I think, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm I'm worried about this. If I've got Ozuna, in would some you rather have and, Ozuna or your boy Jake Bowers? Still gonna ride it out on Ozuna here and, and kind of see where it trash. goes. Well, I don't that, appreciate. Yeah. That. Yeah. At all. Just I don't even know because what I don't even know what Bowers is doing right now. Because it's inaccurate. <laughs> He's being infected by the rest of that team. He's the one who's trying to do well and they're poisoning Jake Bowers. No, you know so. what? I just started something on Netflix that I, I hadn't seen. Um and his dad I wonder did where this is show getting. uh uh Designated Survivor. Wait. Jake Bowers' dad? Yeah. What? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! I hate you! Oh, my God! Isn't that Jack Bauer from 24, a.k.a. Keepers? I hate you so much. I'm like, what do you mean? Move on. Jake Lamb. I'm literally crying right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Jake Lamb, uh, this this one sucked, dude. He, he rips a double. He's having a big day, like two for three or whatever. 
comes up uh, rounding first into second and can barely make it in. He basically tumbles in. And if they hadn't been going for a player, at, uh, I think third or home, I can't remember, uh, they, they probably would have gotten him out, uh, Lamb. And it, because of left quad strain, so he's going to go for an on MRI on it. We don't know the timetable here, but this is a big bummer. Obviously, if you have a DL spot, you just put him there. But if you're in a situation where you can't, is Jake Lamb someone you're possibly cutting? Yes. Yeah, I think, I, unfortunately. He was awful in the spring. To. And while he had that, you know, like you said, he was like off to a decent start in that game prior to that. And this is like, it's crazy how numbers can just shift all of a sudden because he was, he was hitting two, he's hitting 267 for the year. But prior to that, you know, that game. Well, that's he how, hurt himself, yeah, a two for four like game. Hitting, he was hitting flipped. 182. Yeah, like because that's what, that's where we're at right now. So <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't so, hold that against him. Like, come on, don't, don't go too crazy on a, my, on a bad My whole thing sprint. is, and one of my fears with him was, and why he kind of stayed away in draft season, uh, was coming off the injury, would his power be sapped? And if his power yeah. is sapped, uh, and I don't, I don't think he had any home runs in spring training. And that, that uh, he had two. Too. Oh, did he? Okay. Maybe, maybe he hit him late then. Maybe they were um, later. Yeah, and you had seen had when he really wasn't early well. draft. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is – it's a bummer because I think I, – I enjoy watching him play. Yeah, when he's, I just, when I just he's like on. Jake Lamb. Uh, that being said, go grab Christian Walker right now. Yes. Uh, that That is and, who we want to talk about here because Christian Walker was kind of playing himself into somebody of consideration even mm-hmm. with a healthy They were talking about Jake moving Lamb. Lamb back over to third base so they could get Walker in the lineup full time. Bingo. And that's that's what we we're possibly going to see more of because Christian Walker's out here. He's got three homers all against righties. Mm-hmm. And the whole deal was he was supposed to be a lefty killer. He put up a, an amazing spring line. So he really kind of tried to situate himself in a spot where he could get some playing time. And I wonder if they wanted to back off on saying that Jake Lamb was going to be the full-timer once they saw what Christian Walker did in spring. You always want to be careful on spring numbers, of course, but when somebody does something this substantial, a 1041 OPS with eight extra base hits out of 18 total hits, you don't want them to just, you know, uh, rot on the bench. And so, you know, Christian Walker has been getting some playing time. He's making the most of it with three more homers here in, in his six games in his 20 plate appearances. He's picking right up where his spring left off. He's 28. He's not like some major prospect. He, he was like was, a fringe prospect. Yeah, no, he was. He was he, a big prospect a while back. I'm trying to see if I can go back to some of his Baltimore, old. Right? Yeah, some of his old articles. But he got blocked by Chris Davis. Yes. Cause he, and, and Trumbo because his defense is poor. It is bad. He'd probably be better suited for the American League. Um, but he can play some first, and now his first is going to be cleared. So Christian Walker is definitely the pickup. And I think you can – I think I would go for Christian Walker in all formats right now. Yeah, why not? He's hot Just right now. It. He's going to play. Yeah. Uh, and because that team – like. More than likely, wouldn't you think he would just probably like jump right into the lineup where first. Lamb was? Yeah, it take first and fourth, yeah, or so. first and fifth, excuse me, because they've been going like Jones, Escobar, Peralta, Flores. Yeah, so I mean, he's going to bat fourth or fifth in this lineup, which isn't atrocious. It's it's not no. like it's not. I mean, Nick Ahmed and Carson Kelly suck, but uh, I mean the rest of the lineup's decent. Yeah. So yeah, I I. 
I mean, worst case scenario, you drop him for somebody else later on. So exactly, right but now, just, just ride, ride it. yeah, ride, ride the hot it streak. And see if there's any legitimacy it, here. He's going to be available in some like deeper leagues and like 15 team leagues. So uh, I, I picked you, him up this week because they played all lefties, and so you know, I'm not trying to like I wish Uber I back that here. Like I, but wish, I was like, I wish in the main event. That was the I only reason him. I did it. That was the only reason I was like, they got all lefties. Let's see what he can do here. If he can, if he can make some noise. But then, of course, Jake Lamb gets hurt. So sometimes you fall into some luck just because of a good process, even though it was not – it was really something I thought would be for a week. I was like, okay, I'll get him for a week of six games against lefties. He might not even play all of them, and then I'll move on. And now all of a sudden I could be looking at, at parlaying this into a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by Christian Walker. Uh, there's been chatter coming into the season before even the big spring that he's a 30-homer hit if he ever got – just free and clear oh, playing time. Maybe with like a two thirty to forty hour in my in my uh, invitational league. That's a <sighs> bummer. Man, that could have been you. Philip Double. Mm. I, I got him in my in my OC and my TGFBI. Let's see where he went in my main event because he went for thirty eight. Mm. Okay. Let Still, me see if he I went. Would, I, I would have because I bid. Oh, only I only got uh, Dyson for eleven bucks. I didn't you got know John I, Dyson. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't know I would lose Stanton like five hours. later. Five milliseconds late. Oh, yeah, so frustrating. So brutal. Because so yeah, now, now I'm like, oh, maybe I do need the power, but uh, oh it's no, all right. I might have labeled my thing here. Oh, and I hear Kyle. Son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh, He's available in my main. Oh, yeah. Do you need power? I mean, I can use it. Ooh. I had a bid on him, and I didn't win it. It was one of those where I got my I got my other guys first. But now I'm going to have to pay the freight, of course. One, oh, one wow. of those Someone deals. dropped. Interesting. Someone dropped Miguel Sano in my Invitational League. Oh, that's your fucking kryptonite. Well, and but I don't have the injuries in my invitational. I mean, I'm like top ten, I think, in in the overall in the invitation. All right, here here we go. So, I'm sorry to be a little bit self-serving here, but I think mm-hmm. this can apply. People are gonna have the same sort of decisions. For Walker, I gotta keep. I gotta ride it out with Bohr. I was just way too hot on him, mm-hmm. but I could then cut another one of your boys, Renato Nunez. You make that move. Yes. Okay. Or Steven Duggar, who I had for the speed component, potentially. Mm, Duggar's leading off. Yeah, I kind of want to keep him around. And, and Nunez, I mean, Walker basically does what Nunez does, except he could be better and more guaranteed can, playing time. And in a better lineup, in a better portion of the lineup, because Nunez is, I want to say, hitting like eighth yeah. on the Orioles, whereas Arizona's not a great team. But they're better but... than both. Yeah, they're better than Baltimore, and he's going to be hitting like fourth or fifth more than likely. Yeah, Nunez um, did get fifth spot yesterday, in fact, but then was sixth, and it looks like he's actually only played two games. Oh no, he's played five. He played five. What am I missing? He probably probably missing pinch him? hit. Oh no, no, no! He has a couple fourths. I just was uh, readings hard. I'm dumb. Mm. So he he's actually been living oh, in that wow. four to you know, six I range. I never noticed that in the game log they've got the batting order. 
<laughs> You're such a doofus. <laughs> well, now you know, at least you learned for, for this year. So, yeah, Christian Walker, I think, is somebody you want to go look at. He's going to be available in most leagues, and I think you need to give him some consideration because uh, he's going to have playing time. We don't know exactly how long Jake Lamb's out, but I can't imagine that it's not going to require at least a, uh, an IL stint. Mm-hmm. So go for Christian Walker, especially if you need some punch. Let's talk about a couple bullpens here. We've got uh, Minnesota bullpen. It looks like it's Blake Parker and not our boy Trevor May. And a real telling factor was yesterday in a game. It it was uh, Trevor May comes back out for his second inning of work. He's riding free and clear. And for the last out, they bring in Blake Parker. Now, one of my uh, someone on Twitter who follows me was saying, "You can make a case of the strategic." point of it too because Blake Parker's splitter is going to work better than anything that uh, Trevor May has against the lefty so maybe they were just trying it was a one run lead so they're trying to protect um, and not let Alex Gordon go yak town on somebody but it was like hey you're gonna get, and it doesn't hurt Trevor May at all right he still gets his win as far as like a stats sort of thing so they bring him out for that last out he gets it and now he's got he's got two saves And uh, we hadn't really even been seeing Trevor May at all. So this inning in two-thirds comprises of most of his work. He only had a third of an inning to that point. So I know as much as we like him, I I don't know he's the guy. I think Parker's kind of the unquestioned guy right now. Do you agree? Hmm. Outside of, say, a scenario where it's three lefties and they let Taylor Rogers get it. I think that he probably is the guy... Right now, I think it's interesting that for the save yesterday that he only came in for a third of an inning. Mm-hmm. That they let instead May, of letting him have the whole inning, yeah, yeah, they let May go an inning and a third, or inning and two thirds, and then let Parker come in and finish it out. I don't. Th- I think there's like a seventy percent chance that Parker's the guy moving forward. Okay. That being said, I'm still holding on to my shares of May because I don't think one wasn't Parker hurt last year. Isn't that why he lost yes. the job? Well, yeah, and he was and he was uh, and underperforming was, too, awful, which I'm right? sure was related to not being. I no, he had no, 66 he innings. Hmm. I feel like he was hurt though at some point. He was kind of okay. He wasn't awful because you look at the ERAs, 326. But a 124 whip is is pretty brutal, and a 16 homer nine means you can't really trust him in the ninth, because homers are the worst thing for yeah. a closer. And we're talking about Blake Parker here, so I don't know. I don't think you can really. Uh, I think you're right to say maybe hang on. If, if I'm I'm holding on to May just because I think the skills are are better, and if you're a safe speculator, if you've got two locked guys and you just had like May because in a third bullpen, worst and you case need scenario, you're still May. getting good ratios, right? And, and some K's, yeah. And some strikeouts, which, okay. I mean, Parker doesn't strike guys out anyway. So, uh, or at least he hasn't been so far, at least in his first three outings. So Yeah, he, he did in the previous two years. But so far this year, he has just the one in two and a third. But uh, uh, a one, two, three inning with three strikeouts, and all of a sudden he's got a strikeout rate back. So he can, Parker can get the K's. He's 34 years old, though. We'll see. I, I, I agree with trying to be cautious on your Trevor Mason or your shares. I would not. Just unilaterally. I'm not, I'm not dumping. I'm not dumping him in 15 team mix. In 12 yeah. team mix, obviously you just chase whoever's got the role. Yep. Uh, and in 10 team mix, I agree you with chase that. whoever's got the role. But in 15 team mix, I'm still holding on to Trevor May. This one feels like it doesn't, still doesn't have much clarity because they're two and 
five, which I'm not sure anyone expected Boston to be. But Ryan Brazier came and got the save. Now, he was somebody whose draft price I think would have been a lot more expensive if he hadn't been dealing with a toe throughout so much of spring. Because then I think we'd have gotten some clarification that maybe he was the guy. I think they really do like him there. And, and you know, that sounds like a soft factor, but I think it's a big deal is when the manager trusts him and they they, they want to go to him. I think that, that you can see that. Now, Barnes got the dub. It was that same sort of scenario. Um, well, not the same sort of scenario. He wasn't changed out middle middle inning. But if Barnes came in in a non-safe situation, goes in the inning in a third, pitches really well, gets his two punch outs, gives up just a hit. And then Brazier comes in for a clean ninth and gets the save. So now he and Barnes have each saved the, the two wins. What are you doing here in Boston with their saves? Was it a ninth or was this an extra inning game? Mm, it was the ninth. It was it the ninth? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the game log or the game graphs and it goes for some reason past the ninth inning. <laughs> Oh, oh, it was graphic. just a standard uh, standard 6-3 okay. dub. They, six runs on nine is the nicest way to yeah. win a game. Yeah. Yeah, so huh. I don't think that either are the guy. I think he's going to – I think that's fair. I think they're going to kind of bounce back and forth. I think that maybe Barnes gets 60%. And Would you pick up either if they're available, though, yes. between Brazier and Barnes? Yeah, because all, all it takes is, like, two bad outings in a row or one of them getting hurt and the other one's the guy. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're so. so close to – when you're in a timeshare, obviously, you're so close to becoming just the guy. I also do think that the Red Sox are going to address this at some point. Like I, I That's true. I, Unless... I, don't think, I don't think that on August 10th uh, – Either of these guys are the closer. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, but let, let's go Fantasyland scenario then. If you had to envision one of them becoming a stud, who would it be and why? Between Brazier and Barnes. If I have to, if one has to be, if one. You have to, you have to concoct a scenario where one of them, and you know, Barnes is 29, Brazier's 31. These are not like the up and coming, uh, mid to low low to mid 20 age flamethrowers, but they're solid. They, they missed some bats and and they're decent. But if you had to picture one of them just like taking off and becoming that must have closer somewhere, the next Kirby Yates, which one is it? I think it is. Uh, Barnes. No, you I... sound really committed. <laughs> I don't think either of them are. That's the problem. Like I don't. I know. I know. Like I, I don't see... think. Like uh, like I don't want to like give a cop out answer. I don't think I well, see that, a next like a... step for but that's either what I'm of saying, them. Though. It's a fantasy thing. Like yeah, or you know, obviously all of this is fantasy. But I'm saying like it's I... a. All right. It's actually total... give me give me Brazier, uh, because I think he's got. He's got a good, a really good fastball, and maybe he tweaks something in the cur or his secondary, whatever his breaking pitch is. I think it's a slider. Uh, yeah, so a slider becomes more than just an average pitch, is what okay. I think. Okay. What I think of it is so. So you would say see Brazier as potentially becoming. Like I uh, think he's the one who the could. He he's the one who could actually yeah become something more though like i said i don't think either of these guys are closing for this team cub mid-august i'm gonna go the other way a little bit here i think i think brazier is and i'm pretty intrigued by him okay. he was nasty 
last year, 33 and two thirds, um, not not just the, the strikeout potential. And he only had a 23% rate, but it was with a 16% swinging strike rate. So the K potential is there, walked only 6% as well. It's a half season, you know, talking 34 innings, but he was also strong in the playoffs. I think Brazier could take the job and run with it, even as a 31-year-old. I don't disagree with you that they're probably going to address bullpen, but if here, Brazier— here becomes the interesting part of this, though, because I, I keep saying I think they're going to address it. Mm-hmm. What if the Yankees keep falling apart and they don't have to? That's a great call. Like, I, yeah. like I don't want that to happen— um, necessarily, or or like I don't th- like I hope the Yankees are good because the Yankees are really fun to watch right now, and they haven't won in so long. Like I don't hate them as much anymore. So. Yeah, right. It's it's easier not to hate them. <laughs> They're not when, the evil empire anymore. With I, these young kids, right? That's admittedly why I I hate them. It's it's when they're the evil empire. Yeah. Like I hate the Dodgers because the the Dodgers are winning. Like yes. when when like I still hate the Dodgers when they're bad, but it's easier to just laugh at them. There's a lot of um, likable guys on the Yankees. Like I, I, I like a saying, lot. There. I was just saying this earlier today. I was like, why do the Dodgers have to have so many likable people? <laughs> I like so many like, of them. I I loved Puig when he was on the Dodgers. That's who it was because he did the whole. I don't know if you saw the home run thing. He, yes, oh, last night. But uh, the best. I like, love he's, him. He's, he's awesome. Like, but he plays for the Dodgers, and I hate them. Um, so, but <laughs> right. back to the Yan- Yankees. Like, what if they don't get healthy? What if this continues to be an issue, and all of a sudden we went from this is going to be a really competitive division to More they're easily in first place. Tampa cruises. Hey, to I was gonna say, wild... don't sleep on Tampa Bay though. They oh, could be I pushed. already had Tampa as a wild card, but like. If there's no threat that they're not going to make the playoffs, like who cares if they win the division or not? They're they're in the playoffs. Like like it, without the Yankees, then they you know being good they cruise. Do they feel the need? Do they pull a Cleveland and go? We don't need to get better because we're yeah, in the that, playoffs. Oh, Cleveland and their decisions. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I think what that would mean what for, for Boston is. Would be really it wouldn't necessarily be that they wouldn't address it. It would be how they address it, where they wouldn't get the premium guy. They would get supplemental parts for their bullpen. Because I still think even if they like where, even if Brazier does the breakout that I think he can do, it, I still think they need depth in their bullpen. They they need pieces around Brazier and Barnes. So I think they would still get guys. It just wouldn't be trying to go for well, especially in the playoffs, they can move Evaldi to the pen. Like, that's true. That's so, true, and that that absolutely helps. But I think they they would they still need they go get a Will a Smith guy. as opposed to yeah. going and getting a a Kimbrel esque guy. Bingo, especially because Smith's a lefty and they don't have a a true lefty, so he's actually kind of the perfect guy. They should actually go get him. Like that would be such a good move, regardless of what happens to New York, because he fits their bullpen so well. So. Either way, if Barnes or Brazier's on your wire, go get them. Uh, you need you, you need those saves. Um, they're probably going to be sharing a bunch right now. And if one guy emerges, great. If not, kind of t- keep taking your your contributions from them. Let's move on. Last one here. AJ Minter returns. Speaking of lefties, he's going to be the main lefty in there uh, in the Atlanta bullpen. Now, Rodas Vizcaino's the the guy there right now. Ostensibly, do you think they just play matchups and, and split this job up now with AJ Minter returning? Yeah. I think that's probably exactly what happens is uh, when they need a lefty, it'll be Minter. When they need a righty, it'll be Vizcaino. You'll hate the fact that you have only one of them on your fantasy team. 
Uh, it's really going to annoy you at times because you want your guy to get all the saves, but they're going to split it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And outside of injury, I just it's hard or, to really see one Skyendo of them having a complete blow up. Yes, but even then, yes. like they they gave him leash last year when he was struggling. Yep, and I think I think matchups. It's so easy to right when you got the righty and the lefty. It's so easy to just play the matchups, especially uh, when you've goal. got guys like Venters and Biddle in the bullpen who are lefties. Yeah, it, so I think that's how we're going to see it play out. If Venters available in your shallower leagues, again, if you're specking for saves, you just got to pick them up, take the contributions that you can get. Kyle, shut up. <laughs> Getting closer. All right, he got, so, he got knocked around in his first start of the year. He's getting, he's you know why? Because our grass steam. was getting long, and he was really thinking about it over here. He was thinking about how Charlotte yep. is like sinking in the grass, and he, he's like, I gotta get out there, man. I gotta. It, it, when when like the grass is high, is it like Children of the Corn for for Charlotte? Yes, like, it's so funny, and she, you can tell she'll look up and be like, this sucks, dude. Why are you bringing me out here? I'm like, I'm sorry. Same with when it's wet. She just, I swear, she just gives me this look. Go away! <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But anyway, what we're gonna do today for our little, our little uh, main topic is talk about some standout rookies. Obviously, a weekend. But I want to get your thoughts on them. If anything's changed, or just how you're assessing them. We didn't necessarily dive in on all of them. I'm actually gonna take. Walker off this. He is technically a rookie, but since we already discussed him, uh, he's going to now be moved off of this list. But let's talk about some of these rooks and give you some thoughts on them and, and how you're dealing with them. By the way, someone just went Yaktown. It looks like Victor Robles, but I don't know. It uh, was his second home run. We're going to talk about him. Help so we're going to lead off me. with him because that's just an easy uh, segue there as he just took Thor deep. So Victor Robles. Now, that's one thing we actually didn't talk about in the Trey Turner bit because I, I didn't want to spoil it. Normally, we would have. This could actually help him a little bit, get him up in the lineup more often. I don't think they're just going to put him at number one because um, I don't think they have in the two games since. <laughs> no, because they're putting Brian Dozier number two. Yes. What the going hell? Eat, going Eaton uh, Dozier. And so he's still down there at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, Victor change. Robles is. But he could start to inch his way up or at least get some looks up there, right? Let's just try it. Let's give him a day here. Let's give him a day, you know. So um, fast start um, with Palmer. He's hitting three-something. No steals yet, but hitting the ball well. He has five extra base hits out of six hits. I just checked my notes. That's good, believe it or not. So um, I loved Victor Robles coming into the year. I got a few shares that I missed out on a couple more that I really wanted to get. I just played chicken without one round too long because I need it was both times it was because I needed saves and I didn't want the club to get me. Um, so I'm not worried about the speed. It's going to come. How do you feel about Victor Robles and his fast start? And what's your outlook on him for the remainder of 19? Uh, you know, it's funny because I just found the what the uh, the batting order and the game logs. Is there a place on <laughs> fan graphs that uh covers two plans because oh my god yes because he has he had like three early yeah, right two or three he's, yeah he's already got one. at least two or three uh two of them are really bad that i can think of off the top of my head mm-hmm. um that's gonna prevent you from moving up the order dude like yes, you can't you can't that can be used against you very easily or like they won't give you the green light to steal because they're afraid of how you act on the base pass like Dude, like, stop running into simple outs. Uh, I mean, they weren't, like, during stolen base attempts, so hopefully they don't put a red light on him at any point. Yeah. 
Uh, that being said, like this is good news for him because like, they can only bat Brian Dozier second for so long before they realize he's just not good anymore, right? Um, I, I, I'm kind of hoping, you know, I was like, you know, he had the bone bruise thing last year that could be easily a, a way to explain why he was like an 80% of Brian Dozier. But a slow start, if it lingers too long, it could I mean, be... They haven't really faced any lefties. He's got, he's got one plate appearance against a lefty so far this year. So Yeah, it, and then he beasts on them. So we'll, we'll see if he gets it going. By the way, Spencer Turnbull, 10 strikeouts now oh my against the Royals. Which, by the way, Royals offense, no one's going to confuse it for good, but they usually don't strike out. So to get 10 punches against them is notable. I'm, I'm impressed. His, his stuff's co- cooking today. Um, but anyway, back to the Dozier Robles thing. So I like Robles. He's been great. I agree. He'll start to move up the line or at least get some options there. Now, would you rather he bat? <laughs> sorry. He at least be I'm batting? sorry. Go ahead. 30% of Turnbell's uh, strikeouts are Alberto Mondesi's. <laughs> Oh, and he's embarrassed he's him, dude. Three strikeouts. He has absolutely game. embarrassed him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the game. Listen, here. right now is not the time to take uh, victory laps, but can I take a fake one on on Mondesi? <laughs> he keeps I mean, hitting like, triples and like, <laughs> triples and inside the park homers, so he can't he can't get his steals. He can't on. get his stolen bases. The thing is, with that 0 for three, it puts him down to 360. So that's why you said Ooh. it's a fake, fake yeah, yeah, victory total. lap. Well, and I don't take victory laps in April. Exactly. Don't do that, folks. It's it's oh, just gonna blow up in your except face. Except for, for like, fun. It's they're for fun. Like fun fun ones are, are, are hilarious, I think. But. Okay, yeah. Well, like I did when I was like Matt Boyd's gonna be the Cy Young. It was during his first game. And then that's when the defense screwed him and he mm-hmm. promptly and I started tweeting at you. Yeah. No, I, I, it it was bound to happen. <laughs> uh, I did only, I did have one person take it seriously. I was like, Oh, he has six Ks. He's a Cy Young. He's so good. Suck it, nerds. And someone's like, "Um, you do realize that? Like, he's not that good." Oh, I, had, I had same type of person who jumped into mine. And goes, he still has like ten Ks for the game. I'm like, I know. I'm kidding. Like, dude, where's like uh, I? And if, if I do it, listen, it's gonna there, be there's the nothing like to that. take serious right now except for if we see real skill changes. And even then, like, uh, you got to see them over for longer than a week to. Like this is why I haven't moved Matt Boyd up from, you know, where where I had him ranked prior to the 28 season. Twenty eight or something. Yeah, to like in the top forty. Like this is yeah. why he's still sixty eighth in my in my ranks, uh, and that doesn't include guys who were injured. So, uh, like like the, like we don't overreact, like because we want to, because it's the only thing we've had for forever. But yes, uh, it's so hard not to. I understand the inclination, but please don't. You're going to make a fool of yourself and you're going to lose your leagues. Like you're going to make bad decisions. And and I say that because I've done it. And I say that that's exactly it. We come from experience on mm, this. This uh, is not, I I did it last year. I did it last year on DD Gregorius. I got super, super excited because he started off super hot. And then he, I did it on one pitch. Yeah. I did it on one (laughs) pitch. Now, I didn't tweet it out, thankfully, but my dumb ass did it on one pitch. But anyway. I'm doing it right now on Domingo Santana. Uh, standout rookies, Victor Robles, awesome. Chris Paddock, uh, you know, one start, but boy, did, did, he, did he make their decision look good so far. They're like, he, he doesn't look phased, which was, which was nice, right? And that's one thing, one thing you do want to see because he's going to have his bad starts like any other pitcher, of course. But it looked like he was a veteran out there. Uh, you know, I just, wow. I didn't, what? 
Well, I mean, did you see what he was wearing before the game? No, was he was he swagged out? Oh, go go on like Twitter and type in Chris Paddock and then hit images. Okay, let's see here. Let's see him being swagged out or not. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, why don't you talk about uh, his first outing there and what you kind of see? Because there is still some concern with him. It's really difficult to get too excited about Chris Paddock because we don't know what the innings count is going to be based on the fact that he didn't throw very many last year, just ninety. And he missed all of 17. And so well, he is 23. Think, he's a little older. Like, what can we realistically get if he has a, a full-scale breakout from Chris Paddock of the Padres? I mean, my, one of my pushbacks before, you know, we really thought he was going to be an opening a starter was, like, how many of those innings? Because I think you could project him for maybe, like, 120, 130 at the major league level. Um. And oh yeah, that's right. And you were, but the problem like, was like how many of those were going to be in the minors? Yes, yes, yes. I remember in the majors, I had to move him up quite a bit from where I ranked him uh, prior. You know, prior to the news he was going to start in the majors. So um, I moved him up. Uh, let me let me find my paddock ranking because I'm pretty sure I moved him up quite a bit. Um, I moved him up all the way to 33. Wow, I love it. And cuz I watched That's that start and while but I love it. while while he's uh be, well because like he may only get he may only get like 130 innings, but you then get to replace him when those when they shut him down. Like I yeah, don't think exactly. it's going to be like you oh, can be... like they're going to skip his start, they're going to do this and they may get to a point where we saw the Angels get to last year where like with Andrew Heaney where they go we have to just keep riding. We just gotta go. Yeah, yeah because you just gotta. We go. don't have By the options. CTM baseball, Matt Modica. That's who's in his avatar. I did not know that in his Twitter pick. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize he had Chris changed Paddock. it. <laughs> this is so freaking funny. I love this. This is so Texas. I am well, and you know who else is like you know a cowboy? Who? Madison Bumgarner. Oh, of course. So he is. now he's like the greatest pitcher ever. Yeah, I mean. So I'll, I'll I'll take my like if people want to give me like make me eat some crow a, a week into the season on what I said about Paddock, um, I will. I totally will because I I did not believe that they were willing. Because it was to... a volume concern. It was yes. a skills concern. Oh, this, so that is I, one of I've, the things. I I'm pretty sure I said I was on board with the skills. I just didn't know what kind of workload he was going to get. He's up. Yeah, he's a top forty pitcher to me. Yeah. No, I think that that's that's that is something that you would take the L on or the W on, depending on which side you were on, because it is it wasn't skills based because skills things we don't know yet. But something like volume. Yeah, he's here. He's pitching. He's going. So, um, yeah, I love what Pat <laughs> I didn't doing. realize that. Yeah, that, I, that I was tweeting with him earlier. And I was like, what is that? I don't that's, think that's Matt himself. That's so I got to hang out so with Matt at, uh, at, at the main event. And at, at he's awesome. Uh, really, really. The, when I met him a couple years ago, I only got to talk with him for like a brief moment. I got to hang out with him quite a bit more, um, and just really awesome dude. Really, really enjoyed hanging out with Modica. Love talking with him, and if if you're a fan of the New York accent, he's got a full-on stereotypical one. And to hear him like just talk about players in that accent is great. And I love that that's his avatar now. So we're pro Paddock, we're pro Robles. Mm-hmm. Pete Alonzo, don't call him Peter. Peter's my father. <laughs> Please call me Pete. Please call me Petey. So Pete Alonzo, 
I'm trying not to freak out, but I'm wondering if I might have had this one wrong. <laughs> I thought he was more of the, you know, standard power hitter type. Zanino-esque, but like at a first base where he's going to get the volume to still pop third plus, but maybe hit like 235. Oh, it's coming. Is he going to strike out that much? I mean, I know he's striking 10% right now, but he's walking. Mm-hmm. I know the BABIP is through the roof. I'm not saying that he's going to be an average asset, but is he going to be an average sink? Um... Mm, I don't know that it'll be an average sink. Like I don't think he's going to be like a agree? Gallo. Yeah, do you agree with the with the projections then, where it's more of the two forty nine, two two forty five to two forty nine? That's where the four projections. Yeah. The bat had him down at two twenty though, so I was kind of more aligned with the bat, I guess. I think in my concerns for Pete Alonso. I think that he is going to be very very hot for a little while, uh, because people are still learning how to pitch him, and uh, then he'll go high. See, and then. People are going to start realizing he struggles against breaking pitches, mm-hmm. and because right now they're throwing him, I want to say like sixty percent fastballs. Charlotte, uh, yeah, Charlotte won. Talk about Pete Alonso, so mm-hmm. she came running in here. Yeah, so yeah, right now he's getting sixty percent fastballs. That is going to change because uh, he's he's smacking them all over the yard, dinking yeah, them everywhere. Because, and, I mean, and... we we we've seen it. All throughout his minor league career, what was it in the Arizona Fall League All Star game? Like someone threw him 140 mile an hour Nate fastball. Pearson. It was 103, and yeah. he took it. It was a legit 103 too. The players like, no, no, that's that's not hot. That's that's a legit mm-hmm. 103, and he just took it to uh, right center on just a beautiful, yep. beautiful hit. All yep. right, so then let's talk about this with uh, with Alonso. How many homers? Because the projections are all in the uh, low to mid 20s because of the volume, but he's up from day one. He's rocking. 30. Okay, so you got him for the 30. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. And so 30, I can get behind. 40, um, 330, uh, three, yeah, 340, 240, 340, 540. <laughs> I like that. It's a hell of a line right there. And, and that, you know, that's going to be some runs and ribbies too. Like I, um, he's gonna be valuable and more valuable than where he was drafted, especially early on in draft season. Uh, like sure. I wish I'd gotten some more shares because he's usually the kind of guy I really like to invest. I was gonna say in. he's wheelhouse for you. Yeah. But so I, like I next year, share. next year, uh, I will have lots of shares of Peter. Long. Well, it'll probably he'll probably be too expensive. But well, what um, if he if, maybe if he finishes poorly, right? He he yeah. goes great. Through July and then the last two months, he kind of like this stinks could be it up. Bellinger esque, where yes. Bellinger like they're gonna find like a Bellinger's hole in this swing year? because yes, yeah, they're gonna find a hole in this swing uh, because there is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's I I mean he go back and look at some of the the swings and misses uh, in spring training against sliders and, and curveballs. Um, they like he looked silly sometimes uh yeah and he's gonna get hit you know like you which, said because he hasn't had to face the kind of stuff in the minor leagues every especially rookie, in vegas yeah uh that that he's gonna see and once people start throwing him that stuff and because he's he's not one of those guys that'll like just watch a first pitch fastball like and and, and take that strike he's gonna jump on that and he has uh so far yeah, that's Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. like hitting four thirty. That's how you hit four thirty 
M71 Babbitt. You see that pitch you like, you go for it. But uh, yeah, I, I was kind of just laying off, and and I I have a little tinge of regret. It's a weekend, and it's not that I regret because I think he's going to you know hit 280 with 40, but I even the 240 and 30. I because I, I, I again I thought more Gallo. I really did think it was going to be more yeah. of like the low 200. And that was my concern. They, they well, seem uh, yeah. so stacked in that. Uh, in that infield that I thought there was no way. And then why not just send him down for three weeks, get that extra year of service time. Sure. So, but, I, but he's just not someone that you need to do that with though. Cause 24. And yeah. so since they had the opening, because Todd Frazier went on the IL, it made a lot of sense. That's one. I definitely, you know, you talk, we were talking offline about the Tatis one. And you can make a case that, you know, even I though... I didn't see that coming. Like, I, I didn't see I it. never saw it coming. And um, I was saying it in the context of, like, I've never really been a Hosmer guy. Mm-hmm. At all, but I give him a little credit for uh, what he and Machado did, which was sit down the owner, take him to a take him to a meal and say, we need this guy, man. We need him. This is, this is somebody who can help us. Let's have him up from day one. You know, it's more of a soft factor thing where it's going to boost morale and, and really kind of uh jumpstart the team type of deal but i feel like if he's if he can give you like that extra win or two in those three weeks where he would normally would have been down for tatis that could be the difference between making the wild card and not because i'm not sure that they're really division contenders but they're absolutely wild card contenders i still think should have sent him down but I, i get it so uh what do you think Tatis is going to do, by the way? He's not off to like some amazing start or anything. He seems to be involved in stuff all the time. But then you go look at his numbers. Like If you look at a Padres highlight, you're going to see Tatis on it somewhere. But then you go look, and he's got a 619 OPS so far. He does have the homer and a steal. He's made some good <laughs> defensive plays. his dad. It's <laughs> like, well, he's only striking out 12% of the time. Yeah, oh, he wait, did hit that, two grand slams was... in an inning. How come nobody no. talked about that? <laughs> well... I was like, oh, wait, that was his Mexican League numbers from 1990. What? Um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, he's pretty much doing what I thought he might do. I had some concerns about the strikeout rates we saw last year. Sure. Uh, and and, and uh, let's give those numbers here. In yeah. AA, it was 28%, which followed up a previous AA stint um, where he finished in 2017. Only only 14 games, but he was 29% or 30% there um, and 24% in A ball back in 17. So swing and miss has been in his game. But when you're putting up damage, when you're putting up a 133 WRC plus, that, by the way, notice I mentioned double A. He did not hit triple A. So this is a 20-year-old coming directly from double A with Yeah, and I think there were a lot of people that, a lot of prospect people talked about how, well, he's always been young for his level. So obviously, well, he's young yeah. for his level right now. So, like, I don't understand, like, how you can, like, use that as a way of saying he shouldn't be, uh, you know, he shouldn't be downgraded or projected to be, uh, projected to struggle because he's always performed well at his level. Well, he's always struck out at his level. Soon. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think he can't hit for power because, man, he he has some power behind that bat. His bat moves so oh, fast, God. too, dude. Like, he's fun to watch. I, like, I, I, well, his hair is weird, but... <laughs> I think that adds to the fun uh, of watching, I, I, I think. He, he is fun to watch, and I think he will hit for some power, and I think he will definitely steal some bases because I did not – I had heard that he was fast, but, 
like the stuff I'd watched on him did not do it justice. He is fast. Like mm-hmm. like we have him graded out on the site as like a fifty five grade speed. I, I think no. he's he's faster than that. Yeah. Um, I agree. So I mean I think he's probably got closer to sixty five seventy. Is he for this year? For this year, Tatis, folks, don't don't kill me. For this year, isn't he just Tim Anderson? Yes. Okay. Okay, and that's not bad. Like, there's no, some fantasy it, usefulness there. I don't Tim like Anderson Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson has hit 20 home runs and stolen 20 bases. He went 20 and 26 last year, and he hit 240. And I, I think and Tim I Anderson with a little project. bit more OBP. A little bit more OBP. And, well, and Tim Anderson has uh, a better home park, so yeah. he gets a little bit more power. So, like, like, I was thinking in my head, I'm probably projecting him for 15 home runs, 20, maybe 20-plus 20 stolen bases, and like a two thirty average, okay, which is yeah. is is great fantasy numbers, yep. considering if you drafted him before this news came out, you got him like outside of pick three hundred. And even if you got him when it came out, I mm-hmm. think Tatis ended up being like a tenth round pick. I know that's where my boy Dusty got him in our main that we did together, and um, you know. That's around where Anderson goes. So right, yeah, that's not a bad. As long and you have as you a, the can upside. make up for the average. It's yeah, just, I yeah, don't think you, he's going to hit for average. And no, no, um, you have to plan for the poor, poor they, average. They didn't 100%. bring him up to send him back down either, right? So not like, unless he's just like holy cow. He's got to be truly awful. Yep, he's got to be like Tim hey. Anderson bad. Yes, Tim Anderson, <laughs> terrible. That is the only way. And I'm not I like say, and 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 I'm not saying like he can't outperform that, uh, because he's obviously got a ton of talent. But I like we've been waiting. Like he could he not be just like Yon Mankata? Because like Yon no, Mankata, like Mankata's had that. Uh, he has the same prospect pedigree. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of power and speed in his profile. But he's never put it all together because he Mm -hmm. strikes out too much. Yeah. So, like, I think that he, I think long term floor is, is Moncada. And I, obviously, there's a super high ceiling where this guy ends up being a long, a first round pick for years to come, too. So, like, that's a super wide range of outcomes. I'm going to bet on the lower end of that for this year, which is still a very good player. Yeah, it's it's the smart play to, to not go too crazy on Tatis this year. But even if you just think he's Tim Anderson, looking at main events, there were 11 main events after Tatis was um, was made, was made it was announced, announced in yeah. the team. He was still 30 picks. So give me all that upside and, and two rounds of draft mm-hmm. value with Tatis over Tim Anderson. So we like sure. We like him there. Um, next up is Rowdy Telez, and you know he doesn't have the same acclaim as these first four. He did for well, maybe not. A, he, yeah. he had he had for some, a while. Had some, yeah, I mean, people yeah, really for thought, sure. I'm yeah. not saying he's a non-prospect, but they those four are cut above. Those are mm-hmm. top top prospects. But I really like where Telez is right now because um, Kevin Pillar trade 
actually opens up some more playing time for him because he can go play center. No, I'm kidding. Not because he's going <laughs> to center field. <laughs> because oh, uh, it's going now. to clear out some of the DH space there mm-hmm. that maybe a Teoscar Hernandez or a Randall Gritchuk was going to cut into because now Gritchuk is the primary center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teoscar in left, McKinney in right, and Tolaz kind of has DH not all to himself, but Close I think full time. Yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty full time. They have no reason to not give him run at least for the next few weeks until they start bringing up, you know, Vlad Jr. and other prospects. So Yeah, and then when Vlad comes up, um, yeah, Drury's probably somebody who will slice into a little bit of Telez's time. But, but Drury even if Telez also move over to second where Guriel's been struggling or Oh yeah. Uh, uh or Guriel can move over to short and relieve. But even know, if Telez gets platooned, he's the strong side. So mm-hmm. either regardless of here it looks like he's going to be set in some playing time for a good while and he's a power source so let's just go with somebody we've already talked about telez or christian walker walker i'm gonna go walker as well telez or pete alonzo <laughs> i know you're gonna oh, that was a stupid yeah, one that was a stupid yeah. one i'm stupid i'm stupid i'm stupid uh hang on let me let me find some more first um... baseman okay oh Telez or Brandon Belt? Hmm. Stump I th- you. think I would go Telez. I think I would too, man. I think the power upside is is richer. I think. Well, the the word is upside. Like, what is Brandon Belt's upside? One, he's going to it's, it's lo- capped because of that stupid park. It's capped because of the park the and the fact park, that they're going to move Posey out behind the plate, especially early on in the season. Yeah. Uh, to give him extra days off, so when he gets moved out of the plate belt sits uh so that's the same kind of version of uh uh, almost like a platoon without being an actual platoon um and telez plays in roger center has a ton of power you know he may not do anything but hit power but or hit for power but he's he's gonna hit for power as long as he's in the lineup yeah telez or tyler white Mm. i think i go with this playing time now, I think it's much closer than it was in draft season. That's that's a really good question. Um, I think I still lean white, but I could be swayed. Here's my, one way I'll try to sway you is I think Telez's batting spot is going to be better to kind of counter. Yeah, but the whole um, team in the lineup. Yeah, is... uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I want, I'm going to give I'm going to give White that edge there on team lineup. But four versus eight, mm. I got, I got, I got to take the the four there because, you know, again, I know the lineup is markedly better. I'm not even going to try to say they're close because they've been one of the worst teams this year. I think there's some stat out there. I can't remember where I saw it. I'm sorry, I can't give attribution. This is not like something I found. The six seven hitter on Houston might be there. The might be better than the Blue Jays. The first hitters. time through the lineup, they're like one for sixty so far, or two for sixty. Like it's. It's unbelievable in Toronto right now, like what's happening. But but White is definitely like a seven, eight, nine type of guy, whereas Telez looks like more of a four or five. And we'll see what happens when Vlad comes up. Maybe it's not as much because I just right as I was saying that, I thought about Vlad and how he's going to push him down at least one more spot. I think I'd probably still. Oh man, I'd go Telez. I think I'm going to go Telez too, but. Um... Yeah, that's yeah, that was difficult. Okay, let's talk about a couple more pitchers here and wrap up. Sandy Alcantara, the uh, is it the Alcantara baby fish or Al- Alcantara. 
I always say this so wrong. When it was Arismendia Alcantara, I learned that it was Alcantara. So I've been using that for everybody. Is are some different? I don't know. Now I'm looking on baseball reference and it does say Alcantara. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I of course that's exactly what it looks like. But now if I go to Arismendi uh, 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 apparently uh Eloy Jimenez is actually Aloy Jimenez. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, this one looks like it so, is Alcantara. And like I mean, I always say Jose Barrios, but apparently Barrios. it's Barrios. That one I did know. That one I so, did know. So like like but, uh, I'm, I'm super white. Like I'm like the whitest of white. I, I I care about this stuff. Though. I try to be right, and so when I say stuff wrong, I know I'm, I'm going to be wrong a lot of the time. So like like I try to I try to correct myself. And, and yeah, learn. I'm open to being corrected. But uh, yeah, it looks like it is Alcantara Al- Al- here, whereas um, Arismendi was Alcantara, and so they're different. They're spelled the same. The accents are the same, but Al- Alcantara. So Sandy Alcantara dealt in his first start. And I'll tell you what really stunned me, even even in just one start, zero walks in in his eight innings, four hits, no earned, no walks, six strikeouts. It was against Colorado. They're off to a brutal start. But these baby fish, man, these these guppies for the Marlins, they're all looking pretty sharp so far, man. Richards, Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Caleb Smith. By by the way, I probably could have put Lopez on here. Oh, no, he exceeded his rookie limits last year. But uh, they're all looking good. He's the rookie of the group. What do you think of Sandy Alcantara? Can he hold as a starter? Because I know there's a lot of projections that had him eventually becoming a reliever. Where do you stand on the 23-year-old flamethrown righty? Uh, you know what surprised me? He that he only threw the fastball forty six percent of the time, and he had yes. three pitches above ten percent. Yes, the the arsenal yeah, was because that. By the way, second stolen base for Josh Harrison. I love to see that continue. Sorry. Yeah, that's different, and that's not what I, I thought he was going to be. Fastball only. Uh, yeah, and like, throw not, in I, some sliders. I love that you said only because I was going to say dependent, and you're right. I kind of thought. Like eighty percent heaters, like just hit this. Yeah, and then I thought it was going to be nineteen percent sliders and then one percent something else. <laughs> um, and the fact that he's throwing the curveball fourteen percent of the time, he threw the slider thirty-two percent of the time. Take uh, that. And the slider was good. Uh, I think this is at least a step in the right direction for him not ending up in the bullpen full time. Yeah, and yep. the Except fact the, the that... Marlins have uh, no reason. To not give him some some like leash and go, uh, I think this is a guy that you should be picking up in deeper formats, uh, and definitely streaming at home, and then picking your spots on the road. Yeah, I, I agree with this on Sandy Al- Al- Alcantara, and uh, I think you want to look at a lot of these guys. Now he gets at Atlanta this weekend. Uh, no, Alcantara not, does. I'm not doing that. That's a tough one, and then he gets Philly next week, so you might not uh, even be able to use no, a, a right in Sun in SunTrust. Like that's like oh, that's that's scary against that rank, Atlanta lineup that just woke up. Rank the quartet of Richards, Alcantara, Lopez, Smith. We know you Ooh, love kids. I, I yeah, I did this um, not that long ago. Did uh, you do uh, it on pitcher list? Yeah, I did it on a pitcher list, and then yeah, they called. Then they, they called, called me. <laughs> dude. I loved it. I'm driving home from trivia, and like we should call Justin Mason. Five seconds later, Justin, you're on speaker. 
How about uh, Caleb Smith, idiot? That's <laughs> by the way, that's the example of a fun victory mm-hmm. lap. Alex knows full well, well. And it was perfect timing because I uh, on Mondays my kid goes to my parents, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they live in a different town in which I have to drive over, you know, like a small mountain to get <laughs> to it. And so, of course, when I go over that hill or mountain or whatever you want to call it, I lose yeah, service. Yeah. Yes. And so I was driving back with my kid. <laughs> so, like, I couldn't stop because my baby will just start crying if I stop the car. Of course, uh, of course. And I – so I had to keep going. So, like, he got in, like, two sentences, and then my phone shut off. So, <laughs> like, That's I think so I got funny. to say – I think I got to say this is why you were calling me. And then, like, I haven't listened to the episode yet. I just haven't had a chance. Um, and, yeah, and then and then that was it. So – uh, it just worked out perfectly for him. That being said, uh, I'm taking Pablo Lopez first. Okay. Richard second. Uh, Alcantara. Uh, probably Smith and then Alcantara. I think that's the order I have. Yeah. Anyway. But I, <laughs> I know it sounds funny we that we back just. Either you know, we, way. We spoke, thing, well, like, I don't it's a want, tight group. I don't, and, and I have them really tightly ranked. Oh, I should probably just check my ranks. Um, oh, yeah. I have them all really tightly grouped. Um, but Lopez is first for sure. Uh, Richards is second for sure. I think Caleb Smith has to be third for me because I trust his stuff more than I trust Alcantara's. And the, the problem is I don't want to play Smith anywhere but home either. And that the, means limited upside. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that, and I know it sounds weird. We we spoke well of Alcantara, and then we put him fourth, but I I agree with all arms of that. On that team. Exactly, it's more about them uh, as opposed to a negative on Alcantara. Plus, we got to see if this new uh, usage pattern sticks. Mm-hmm. And you already mentioned, you know, you don't want to start him outside of home, and he gets he gets uh, Atlanta and Philly Alcantara his next time. And Caleb Smith though is an obviously super small sample. But in that first game, that first start, 20% fly ball, 65% ground ball. Yes, and that's your big thing against Caleb Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Is Yeah, is he just he fly ball puts guy. like 55% of the balls in the air. And when he goes Perfect to Cincinnati for next week, yeah, you know, I've got that bet with Nick that he's going to give up at least two home runs. Oh, that's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to be dialed in on that. All right, so that's that, that, that's the uh, baby fish there uh, in the Marlins and Sandy Alcantara. Last one, Corbin Burns. You look at the results, not so good. Speaking of home runs, by the way, he's a little bit of a home run machine. So you look at the uh, the ratios, I should say, 720 ERA, 140 whip. You're like, well, why? You know, he didn't do that. He wasn't – because this is uh, under the guise of standout rookies. You might not think it's a standout, but then you keep He's scrolling got a across. Five percent home run to fly ball. I don't think that that's going to hold. You don't think that's twelve sustainable? strikeouts? No, I don't. Twelve strikeouts and just one walk in the five innings. So it seemed like he was either shredding the Cardinals or they were getting him. Like there was nothing in between. It was it was I'm getting on base or or getting around Tripper or I'm getting shredded and walking back to the dugout. And he did more shredding than not, but. It doesn't take too many runs in a five-inning outing, four in this case, on three homers, to uh, to damage the day. But I'm I'm still taking this as a standout uh, start from Corbin Burns. It was so impressive that they let 
Peralta, Burns, and Woodruff all join the rotation. I'm intrigued. What do you think about uh, Corbin Burns this year? I think you got to be intrigued after 12 strikeouts. Anytime only, you get double-digit strikeouts, and only it has one to, walk in, in yes. that in that five innings. Uh, yeah, I mean he ran up against Paul Paul DeYoung. I mean, and the Carlo, Carlos Correa, Carlos, yeah, Carlos Correa light, you know, or diet Carlos Correa, um, and, and Goldschmidt, who's just been on fire to oh start the season. Uh, Matt Carpenter chipped in a home run there. Uh, I'm not super worried about the, the the homers. I mean, that'll obviously just work itself out in, in natural regression. Yeah, he's not a huge homer ish. Like that was not a thing for Corbin Burns coming in, where you're he's like, got so much watch swing out for and homer. miss to his game. Like you can't imagine that people are going to put that much contact, yeah, on him. And because I mean, he does give up hard contact. Like when when he gets hit, it, it is it, it he does give up, you know, a fair amount. He's not a guy who induces weak contact, is what I'm saying. Um, that being said, he's got enough swing and miss to the games that. I think for the most part he's going to be okay, but I also think that there are going to be games like this. Like this is part of the profile is sometimes. But I'll take the going, 12 Ks because it salvages it. Yeah, like I think he is a better version um, and a starter long term version of Freddie Peralta, where we've yep. seen the best and the worst already with Freddie Peralta. Yeah, you know, we just saw in this the, the, season. The, yeah, the two starts. Yeah, the first game was atrocious, and then the second game was uh, was Devastate. amazing. And I think you're going to see um, more uh, controlled versions of that where Corbin Burns is going to be amazing at times. It's also going to have bad times. I don't think they'll be th- as bad as it was in, in, in that first start. I could see something where Corbin Burns doesn't allow more than two homers in like his next eight to ten starts. Like That's, that's the kind of thing like that you're going to go back and look on Memorial Day and still see that he has like a pretty high home run rate and be like, oh yeah, but three of them were that first start mm-hmm. and he's allowed two cents. I, I he can allowed feel something four like four home runs in 38 innings last year. That, that's what I'm saying. So that, that I think we're going to see something like that. I would not freak out about this at all. No, I, I'm. If anything, this is the time to go buy Corbin Burns. Yeah, if someone wanted to panic on it and maybe just be like, I don't know if I like this guy as much as I thought, you know, his biggest backers are not going to be dissuaded because they're not dumb. This is the kind of the but, guy uh, that if you need, uh, if you need, like, if you want to do a two for one and you're trying to give up the one, go get Corbin Burns in another piece. With the piece, yes. He could be the throw in piece. Yep, I totally agree with that. That's great advice. So we'll end on that great advice. Justin, it was great talking some baseball with you. Uh, we'll be back on Monday talking more baseball. And don't forget, guys, look out for that DraftKings on Tuesday morning in the Roto Write-Up on both of our Twitters and in the Facebook group, which you should join as well um, if you want to talk baseball. But, Justin, have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>